is going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 103. Chris Salona and Ethan Shalloway pulling into the station for another hard-hitting hour of grunge and grunge rock and grunge rock-related things. Ethan, how are you today? Grunge rock. Grunge no, I'm rock. <laughs> Dude, I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's great. It's a Friday. It's a Friday recording, a Friday morning. Oh yeah. I got my coffee still. Um, got some good plans. Soon. Got some big, big plans. In the words of Brian Sella, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. It's, you know, it's just it's been a pretty solid week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of wet outside. It stopped raining for the weekend. Hopefully, so yeah. Hopefully, I'm doing that's good. Always I'm, ready to, I'm always ready to talk some music with you. Oh, and yeah. we actually already had a little bit of a taste this week. We got to talk music earlier. Yes. Uh, so this is the first episode that we'll have released since uh, Ethan and I, we were able to hop on at home with Mark Hopkins. Um, so we, we were acquainted with, with Mark Hopkins through Grunge Bible. And and he also, he runs a weekly show on Tuesdays uh, where he has different people from the music world on. He has artists um schmucks like us i guess now he has on the show too um, but people who who know a lot more about music who play um who have great technical knowledge it's a really really engaging show it's great and mark was kind enough to have us on so we were on for uh season six episode nine which was very nice uh so go Dude, over it was to, awesome yeah so uh it was so much fun and I put this up for the patrons. I shared the link and I was like, it's basically like a bonus episode of the Grunge Bible podcast. So, right, that um, we didn't have to do anything. Yeah, to we didn't have to do a damn it. thing. We just got to go on this. I want to be a guest on people's stuff more often. That was super yeah. fun. Um, but go check it out. Uh, go to his Instagram at Mark Hopkins Music. You can find the link or just YouTube search at home with Mark Hopkins, at home with Mark Grunge Bible. And uh, we'll pop up. It was a great hour. It was an hour well spent, and I'm happy that we were able to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to having Mark uh, over here at some point in the future, too. Yeah, we just talked about five five grunge albums, and uh, you probably heard us grunge talk about things before. Yeah, but uh, it's really cool. He, he was very um, insightful, and he, he knows his music, that's for sure. And it was cool. I definitely excited to have him on um, our podcast and be able to do um, something similar and, and kind of pick his brain. So yeah, check check that out. That was a lot of fun, and uh, now it's our turn. You know, yeah, now it's exactly. our turn to get back in the saddle. It is our turn. It's always our turn, and and here we are. Next week is the one or two year anniversary. Excuse me of the Grunge Bible podcast. We're really excited for that. But, you know, we got to we got to get through this week and, uh, you know, to get to these milestones and, and, you know, we have to put in the work and we have to record, um, but we're not able to do that without the support of the many people along the way who have listened and who have given their money to us uh, to help us run this podcast. And I'm very excited and humbled to say that there's some more cold, hard cash coming in uh, since the last time we recorded. (laughs) Ethan is showing a one hundred dollar bill on the screen right now. $120, $120, actually. I see an Andrew Jackson in there as well. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would, I, I'm would. i happy to say that uh, since episode 102, we had a couple people join the Patreon. So at this time, I would like to thank the newest member of the $5 tier, uh, Gen X Grunge Girl. So shout out to Gen X Grunge Girl. Uh, they must have listened to a recent episode and were so inspired that they decided to support us. And, and that's that's what we really, really appreciate um, always love getting that notification from Patreon. So thank you, Gen X Grunge Girl, for your support. Uh, we hope that you continue to enjoy the show. 
Additionally, uh, since our last episode, we do have a Big new news. Yeah, we have a new top tier member of the Patreon. So this individual has chosen to give us ten dollars a month to make this podcast run this well massive. into the third year. So I would like to thank Corden Stewart uh, for your support. Corden, if you're out there, thank you so much. I know I sent you a message on Patreon, uh, but this is the best way to thank you. Um, we really appreciate that. You know, you're enjoying what we're doing and, and you're enjoying it enough that you want to help us continue to do it. That really, really means a lot. So Corden, thank you. And also thanks to the legion of individuals that Corden joins in our top tier. I would like to thank Christine Shepard, What the Fuck's Up, Denny's, Shoe the Shoeless, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, Alexis Shannon, The Blue Owl, Laura Nyreen, Marianne, Kara Kay, Captain High Top, Brother Nature, Rachel Corning, Nikki Six, Millie, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Chris LSMS, Doug Endy, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Jade Mercado, Granny Grunge, Faith Bittner, Fresh Tendonitis, and Fuck Soup. And it is with great pleasure that I got through that list without laughing. Uh, last week, I, I couldn't hold it together and read a simple list, so we're already off to a better start than we were last week. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you get two new patrons, one at the top level, yeah, that, that makes me is, feel really good. That is fantastic. Yeah. So if you are listening and you want your name to be spoken, please consider joining any of the any of the three levels. <clears throat> Most importantly, would be the top. But yeah, that's exciting. That's really great. Yeah. So it's, it's really really great news. So um, what do you say, Ethan? We get to this episode's episode one hundred three. It's been a while since we've done a Q and A. Um, so we decided the there's no better time than now than to open up the question box. And uh, we got a lot of really, really great, great questions um, from the people that we're really excited to answer. But first, can you um, give I, a yeah? What's uh, up? I was gonna say, people gotta know Q and A is like our secret weapon. Exactly. Like, you know, when, really when we've is. been when we've been hammering the grunge, and you hear us like, you know, it's been a while since we've done a Q and A. We're we're excited because there's nothing better than uh, getting the people to ask us some questions and be able to kind of. I mean, you guys write, the, you know, you guys write the script and we just, you know, we just fill in the blanks. Exactly. It's like, um, that old, what's the old thing? The Mad Libs. It's like the Mad Libs. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, That's exactly. It's like you're playing a nice game of Mad Libs. So this is and, our secret weapon. So we're happy yeah. to be able to do this uh, today. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Um, Ethan, I need to start us off with probably one of my more favorite questions that we've ever gotten. And um, we got a question and the question was, can you guys write a grunge related haiku or poem and present it during the next episode? And I'm very happy to I'm say <laughs> that I have written a grunge haiku for today. Oh, you did? That's amazing. I did. I'll have so, to do one for, I thought it was going to say write a grunge song. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and, get in the studio. <laughs> Let's record on analog. It's so much better. But at this time, I would like to present my grunge haiku. Ethan, are you ready? This is this is great. Yes, yeah, I am. This is great. I, I was so, so inspired that I decided to put pen to paper, and this is what I've come up with. So, A Grunge Haiku by Chris Salona. Pacific Northwest, the home of real grunge rockers. Mud honey. At ease. <laughs> there it is. Mud honey. Hell yep. yeah. So that's what we've got, and uh, I think my life is better because I was able to create that haiku. That's really good. Yeah, you need that's to. Great. Um, that's a perfect caption for uh, that when we post on the, about the podcast. Just post the haiku. That's really yeah. good. That's basically that's basically all you need to do there. Um, 
Yeah, so that's a great start to this episode. <laughs> that's, that's, that's new, um, you know. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's the way you have to do it. Next question, Ethan. This is another really good one that got me thinking. Um, and it reads, you can swap two front men in any two grunge bands just as an experiment. Which two front men do you swap? Hmm. Is this a long-term swap or is this I think you know, uh, one I mean, night? It's, it's up to our like interpretation. Yeah. So they're playing. They're they're playing a show together. And it's like, hey, yeah, so I just want to switch. So if it's one night, well, I mean, I think Lane and Kurt. Okay, I like that. Were you gonna, I, were I you gonna to say, say Lane and Chris? No. So I was. I, I'm not entirely sure who the who the second person of this would be, but my gut reaction was it had to be Lane just because of the versatility that he had. Um, and it's just so, it would be so intriguing to hear him try to sing Soundgarden or something. And, and there was a point in time where he actually, he sang uh, with the Screaming Trees when the Trees and Alice and Chains were on tour. Um, Mark Lanigan had gotten a really, really gnarly infection that put him in the hospital and he almost lost his arm. And uh, Lane hopped up and, and sang Nearly Lost You with the Screaming Trees. And there's like, there's like a 20 second snippet of it on YouTube. And it's super, super cool. Um, but I just think like his voice, like, Oh, man, he could do anything. Uh, Lane and Chris would be really cool. Just to, I mean, because Chris, I mean, those high notes that he could hit and, and, and that that boom that he had to his voice would be really, really cool in an Alice in Chains setting. It would be cool to hear him and Jerry, too, harmonize a little bit. Think about think about Lane singing, like, All Apologies or, like, Heart Shape Box or something. That would be, I would that'd say be, Lane's, prob- Lane's probably the one that, like, if you were to put him with any of the bands... He'd probably do the best. He could. He. I think he could pull off all of the bands better than any other singer of that time could pull off all the bands. Like if they had to run a circuit where like they they sang you know, ten bands material in a night. I mean, Lane would probably. It would be the most believable. I think. I don't know why. It's just a testament yeah. to to Lane. Scott would be good at that too. Yeah. What about Scott? You know that that's that's always a question. But it would be kind of. I mean, it would be cool to hear like a uh, Kurt sing. Like nutshell, yeah, you know? or sing like a part song. Just uh, just for people I mean, to would, get out of what people would perceive like, what their would comfort that, zone to be. Yeah. yeah, well, even um uh at the the Mopop tribute that uh the Mopop Museum in Seattle did uh to Alice in Chains in 2020, Mark Lanigan sang Nutshell, and it was incredible. Um, it's just always really cool to to hear somebody who you revere spend time and 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 play and sing the song of somebody else you revere it's this weird bizarro world that's really 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 awesome um a nice little tributary of that question um who do you think is the hottest grunge artist and why is it chris cornell i think it's it's gotta be chris like like not like chris cornell circa 91 92 like that long yeah. hair like the little goatee people, thing he had going on yeah people loved eddie though right i mean people people loved eddie people yeah. loved eddie they, they still love i would a, say like how tall was cornell uh like six two six three maybe eddie's not very tall i think eddie so you was got like the short five, king nine. versus the short king the, exactly you got so the short king versus the five tall. nine <laughs> in solidarity with my fellow short so, king I yeah think so you have I like you're right yeah yeah they're very they're very different but i'm assuming that yeah because cornell i mean is a little bit taller he's gonna maybe get the nod but i, I think eddie was definitely loved um missing anybody i mean what about buzz osborne <laughs> buzz osborne is a looker yeah he, he absolutely is 
um, yeah, he's, he's definitely, I, I'm surprised you don't hear too much of the Jerry Cantrell talk on this circuit, but I mean, Jerry back in the day, man, I mean, Jerry, Jerry's a good looking dude. He still is. He's aged quite gracefully. Um, if Courtney I do love. say, Courtney Love is in <laughs> there. Absolutely. Kurt. I don't, I don't think Kurt would be in there for me. Um, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm team Vetter. You're right. Thank you for talking some sense into me. Next question. Are you ready? I'm Kim Tile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you guys listen to any other podcasts? If so, which one? And Ethan, I know you're a really big podcast guy, so I'd be excited and interested for you to share. Uh, what do you listen to when you're not making your own uh, critically acclaimed podcast? Um, so I, this is a free plug for all the podcasts. I need to think exactly, exactly. who I want to yeah. plug. See, who you, see who's deserving of it. Well, I am. I'm definitely. I'm big into the sports world, so I totally. I do listen to sports podcasts. So the Bill Simmons and the Ryan Russillo podcast um, are both really excellent. Um, they both talk about sports, but then they also like are very. You know, like Bill likes. He likes movies and TV shows. So he talks about. He usually has people on that talk about like maybe the Grammy Awards, but he talk about different. Yeah, they're rewatchables. Like he does, he did an episode on the Big Lebowski and stuff, and he does stuff like that. And then oh, Ryan, nice. at the at the end of his episode, he does life advice, where his people like call in or they write in, and they're like, and it usually revolves around like dating or the gym and stuff. And he's like, and they just like lay out a situation, like, hey, like the other day I was like this happened, like what do you think? And then they give advice on it, and it's pretty cool. It's always the emails are always well written and they're pretty funny. Um, so those two, and then I listen to some comedians like Theo Vaughn. Um, he has a good podcast and yeah. So those are the main ones. Once I get through those, I actually do. I always listen to, um, I always listen to our podcast on Monday as well. Okay. I, I always, that's always one of the ones I click on. I always for, for, uh, you know, um, practice purposes, you know, learning, I'm always trying to. Very just nice. listen and just see it's if we suck. student sucked of your craft. <laughs> see if, yeah, basically just want to know if we sucked or if we didn't. <laughs> sometimes like it's good, sometimes it's shit. Exactly. But yeah, do you, how about you, Chris? Do you, you podcast world guy? Um, yeah, I, I really like podcasts. So I, I work from home, I work remote. Um, so I'm sitting at a computer for most of the day. So sometimes you got to get away from music. Um, I do not listen to the grunge Bible podcast. <laughs> um, I, I will very occasionally, uh, but most of the time I just, uh, before it goes out, I, I, I just chop around through it to make sure that it's, it's has some continuity and that there were no mistakes or we didn't mess anything up. Um, but I don't listen to the grunge Bible podcast. A couple of podcasts that I do listen to, I just finished, um, getting through the entire catalog of the Swindled podcast, which Ethan, I know I introduced to you. Um, I really like that one. I also start most of my work days with NPR's Up First podcast, like a 10, 15 minute little current events job. So I know what's going on in the world. Um, I also listen to the Adam Ragusea podcast. He is a YouTube chef that I really like, but he covers some interesting mm, topics. Yeah. Um, probably the most random podcast that I listen to and I love is Predators I've Caught with Chris Hansen. So, Ethan, do you remember that show, To Catch a Predator? Yeah. Yeah, so Chris Hansen was the guy who used to, like, confront all of these um, these predators. <laughs> and now, for the last, like, year or so, he's been doing a podcast where each Monday he takes a look at, like, one of the predators that he caught. And uh, yeah. it's 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 really intriguing. It's super interesting. And, and Monday I, I look forward to listening to that. Um, 
pretty much every Monday. Yeah. Last one that I would like to mention. um, I listened to the Mishka Shubili podcast and Mishka was the editor uh, for Mark Lanigan's memoir, Sing Backwards and Weep. Um, He is a fantastic writer in his own right, a good musician. He's really funny, uh, really introspective, and and his guests are always really thought-provoking. I like that one a lot. Um, so yeah, those are, those are just some of them that I listen to. And, um, if you have any suggestions to, uh, up our podcast game, uh, let us know. Yeah. I also listen to, I, I like the, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Oh yeah. And very good. so it's one of those things where like, yeah, you have something that you love watching for so long, like the TV show, and then they all get together and they're writers and they just, and they have a podcast and they go through kind of like the predator one. They go back and. And like basically talk about each episode as its own. Like episode one was of the podcast is about episode one of the yeah. You know, the, the Sopranos the did that, and it was really great. Michael Imperial and Steve Sharipa yeah. did episode by episode. So good it is. It is really cool, and you kind of get to go back. Like maybe you don't have time to go back and watch all of the you know the mm-hmm. whole series, so you get to yeah. go back and kind of live it with the writers. That's like really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a good one. And of so course, the, say- Kel- the Kelsey podcasts. Yeah. What do you say uh, we do a, a, a second podcast? And the, <laughs> the second podcast is us going back, giving play by plays of all of our podcast episodes. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. What was it already- like in the room recording episode 23? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there, right there, right there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That'll so, be us yeah, Leonardo. Rewind that. <laughs> Yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh, it's it's hard enough to just do this one. Um, I can't imagine. You know those serial podcasters. That's not us. Uh, next question that's going to strike crazy. strike you deep in your soul. Um, someone wants to know what are our favorite Beatles songs. And you my can't, favorite. You can't say the <laughs> the, the end of the record where they stop singing. <laughs> um, okay, no, I, I'll give a serious answer. Yeah. Um, my favorite song, I think, is I, I really like Eleanor Rigby. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oddly enough, that was a song that a lot of people did on American Idol back when I was like, I could know, totally jun- see that. Yeah, in in junior high when American Idol, I think, was still good for mm-hmm. what it, you know. It's still about singing and stuff, and 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 people. I think like you know the bands that play on American Idol and like Amer- or like the, those TV shows, mainly that one, like they have a live band and they do performances and they learn. They're incredible. And they always did like, like obviously it was about the singer, but like, if, you know, if the band's no good, then the singer can't shine through. And this, the arrangements and the stuff that these bands would do week to week for like 13 artists, it was unbelievable. Like it mm-hmm. really was amazing. And yeah. That's so I feel cool. like, yeah, I feel like that song always, so, you know, <laughs> I know this is a song about a question about the Beatles, but I just switched it to American Idol people. But like, um, I do. I think it's a it's a it's a really really cool song and fun. I'll give them credit there. Absolutely. How about you? Um, I really like um, I like "Lovely Rita" by the Beatles. I think that one's really really pretty. Um, I like Norwegian Wood. I like I've Got a Feeling. Um, I think. I had forgotten about I Got a Feeling when I listened to the Beatles when I was much younger. I went through like their whole discography, uh, but then Pearl Jam reintroduced me to them. Um, yeah, and Revolution's pretty cool too. I like Rain as well. Um, so those are some of them. But yeah, like there's like the beginning of Lovely Rita is just like so kind of like floaty um, and trance like, which is which is really cool. So um, yeah, that would that would probably be my favorite Beatles song. Um, presuming, you know, that we do have to, uh, we do have to select one of those, um, 
So that's my selection. So nice. If, yeah. So I'm looking here, a simple one, but an uh, important one. Pancakes or waffles, Chris? Oh, without a doubt, pancakes. If you know me <laughs> uh, in my my private my private life, you'll know that I'm quite the aficionado of pancakes. Um, my Finsta is basically just like a, a collection of various pancakes that I've made. So, and if I remember correctly, you're not on Team Pancakes, right? No, I'm, that's that's not true at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, like, I just called I, your honor into question. Yeah. So I grew up. I obviously I love my my mom made pancakes and I loved pancakes growing up. Growing up, pancakes are super versatile too because you can pump them with protein. They're, they're just like a people, vessel for other things. Yeah, waffles although, are too too much mass to. Okay, although although. I, when I was also in high school, I would wake up and make, I would do waffles and ice cream. And you just literally take two waffles, you put a scoop of ice cream between, and it like blew my mind. As I wanted it for breakfast every morning. You know, I wanted, I was so, so dang good. So, and although like, like I got sick of protein waffles, I mean, protein pancakes. I didn't get yeah. sick of, of ice cream waffles. So I'm going, I, I'm <laughs> for going longevity's waffles. sake. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ethan, you, you may not remember this, but it was the last week that we were in Pittsburgh together. Oh. And um, you actually introduced me to, uh, wa- <laughs> yeah. to, to waffles and ice cream. It was like super late one night. And like, for some reason, like that, that week we were just watching like, like thriller, like psychological thriller <laughs> movies. Like the whole we watched week. American Psycho. Yeah. Uh, we watched Fight Club. I think we watched Zodiac. Yeah. The Zodiac Killer. <laughs> so we were running the game. I remember afterwards, like you asked me, like, do you want waffles? I was like, Ethan, it's like one thirty in the morning. Why the fuck would I want a waffle? You're like, it's not just waffles. <laughs> And then you pull out the ice cream, and sure enough, it was amazing. Um, I, to this Son day, of a bitch, I, I'm in. <laughs> exactly, it was really simple. To this day, I have not had that again. I feel like it would be a disservice to eat that while not being in, in your presence. So, um, well, but yeah, next I do, time we're together, we'll definitely that. do it. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Well, that I know you're. you're you, I you, you, you always like. You always like to have have some ice cream in the freezer. If, uh, oh, you know, always. And that's, that's I'm a huge ice cream guy. Yeah. As far as, as far as dessert goes, like mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a huge cake cake guy. Yeah. I guess I mean if you got to pick cake or is, ice cream, you go you go ice cream yeah. obviously. 100%. And like pie pies are good too, but pies are best with with ice cream. I, I always fall back to ice cream. Yeah, I could totally uh, I could totally get behind that 100%. Uh, next question, really easy. How old are you, Ethan? They they say I'm 28. <laughs> oh man, I'm 26. <laughs> One time. I'm, so one time I asked a guy, he asked me how old are you, and I was like, how old are you? And he said, well, they say I'm 27, or, they, you know, 30, 36 or something like that. And I just was blown away that he could, mm. <laughs> he said that. It was so funny. Like, they say I'm yeah. 29. Yeah, it's it's tough. You get into these 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 murky waters. It's hard to, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Dip yeah. 28 and 26 for the Grunge Bible team. Yeah. Same birthdays, obviously. You guys know this. Closing in on the big three zero. Um, the next question. Well, there's like a few questions that I would kind of like to to group together because we got a few that are asking us like, what new grunge bands do you listen to? Why isn't grunge popular? Do you think grunge will come back? And what are your mm-hmm. unpopular opinions about grunge? And all of these questions kind of align for me. 
Um, so my unpopular opinion is that there are there is no such thing as new grunge. There are no new grunge bands. I could give a shit if what people are calling new grunge is popular. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it's not just, a thing. Gr- grunge was a point in time. That. Yes, right. Like let's just it, let's just say that grunge is your in- influence, like grunge yes. influenced, mm-hmm. and you can be some pick your own be something else you're not grunge well, and like, you can't I don't be know, grunge i don't know how many emails and dms we get we're like hey man like we're bringing grunge back like check out our new grunge record or like we're a new grunge band like they're just not they're just not the same it's not a possibility anymore and um we had another question that was like it said do you feel grunge was a sound a region a lifestyle or all of the above I don't think it was a sound. I think it was, uh, it, it is a region and it's a time, but more often it's just a marketing thing. People fucking used the word grunge to, to package things together that weren't really that similar that were coming from the same place though, just to market it and make a buck. Um, you know, I posted that meme or that old ad from Kmart and it was like, get into grunge. And it's like a whole bunch of people wearing flannels and like knock off Doc Martens. Like that's what like the like grunge, that, that's grunge. Like there's no like, Kmart. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not a sound. I I don't think. And there's, and you can't make it again unless you have a time machine. You can go back to that region and that time period. Well, Chris, just like you said, back then it was used for marketing. Yeah. That's why people are you still using it today. They're trying to, they're trying to be lumped in with, you know, which is hilarious. Because there's a lot of money to be made in like to a degree, we have done the same thing. This is the Grunge Bible podcast. We we are Grunge Bible. Um, we never we never say we're grunge though. No, we don't because we're not grunge. <laughs> like, I'm, I couldn't. I, I, I'm wearing I'm a Julian the- Baker T-shirt right now. Like I'm not grunge. I don't have long hair. Um, I don't play an instrument. Uh, I'm not from Seattle. Um, none of those things. It was just an interest that I had. But also, like we made the name of the page. We made the page kind of before we had, uh, you know appropriately schooled ourselves and, and, and developed our worldview of this thing. But um, yeah, we're not, Ethan, are, are you grunge? I mean, not, I mean, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm none of those things either. I'm grunge. Maybe we're grunge influenced. I mean, you know, yeah, well, I mean, like, certainly, but like, I, I could give a shit if I'm grunge or not, you know, it doesn't, I don't care. It's not, it's not what I'm here for. I'm here. I'm just here to listen to music and, uh, and talk about it sometimes. And, and that's what we're doing. So that's really um, that's my answer to a bunch of those questions, um, and it seems like we're in agreement. Like there is, I do no think that grunge. yeah, I think it's it's time to stop stop acting like we we need to bring it back. Like it's like that we thing. don't it's need like, to. It's like stop. Like grunge doesn't want to be saved. Grunge doesn't want to be resurrected. Like let it. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what they always say. It's like why are you trying to save it? Like it doesn't want to be saved, brother. Like yeah. The only thing that could save grunge and bring it back is if Jesus Christ himself came down from heaven on a skateboard to the tune of Pearl Jam's Even Flow. That's the only thing that could bring it back. And as far as I'm concerned, that's never going to happen. So we got nothing to worry about. Grunge is dead. Unless unless those guys are on a secret island and all of a sudden Cobain was back. <laughs> They're like it's like a sleeper cell type thing. They all, they all come in. Um, another... Another question, if, if we're good with the uh, the sleeper cells, of which they're definitely out there. We all, we all know that. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, where do you think the Foo Fighters drifted away from grunge if you think they did? Once again, the Foo Fighters <laughs> no. were not grunge. <laughs> like, just because, like, like for example, like, if Eddie Vedder's new album, or, like, his one of his new songs, Brother the Cloud, just because Vedder was in it and Vedder wrote it, doesn't make it grunge. Um, right, Dave, yeah. Dave Grohl being in Nirvana, or in the Foo Fighters with Pat, like, doesn't make it grunge. Um grunge like the, the the door is closed the books are closed there's no new entries into the grunge world and the Foo Fighters never were grunge I mean that was the whole point Dave did his own thing uh and and the, all of like the grunge bands like they didn't want to be called grunge like they they laughed at the term most of the time and 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 Mudhoney like it was it was satirical they're like yeah like we're pure grunge pure shit I mean like that's the that's the great thing all these all these bands all these people they had such a good witty satirical sense of humor and it's funny because to this day 30 years later like people just miss the train on on the Mm -hmm. humor all the time and it's really really funny to me good rant good rant yeah i I need Uh, (laughs) i need to to calm down a little bit ethan take the reins here i gotta i gotta gotta take a deep breath here so uh this is a interesting question it's it asks a bunch in it well, three okay. different things. It says most underrated album, song, or artist. So, um, Chris, what? And it doesn't. It could be one one artist mm-hmm. from or one album from one artist. Doesn't need to be grunge. Just like let's hear an underrated band that you feel deserves to be talked about right now. And it doesn't need to be. You know, you don't need to tell me. You know, right turn. Or, you know, so or cer- certain was, songs that <laughs> was this. Um, <laughs> Did this have the qualifier of like what grunge underrated or no, just in, it, in there general? Was, no, there was also a question that had um, most underrated Alice in Chains, but this one just says most underrated album, song, artist. No genre, no time. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I, I need to try to craft this this answer in, in such a way that it's not the usual suspects because if it, I mean, I would say like to go listen to Mark Lanigan's solo discography over and over again, and that it's supremely underrated. And the, and and, the, and those things are those things are really true. Um, one that comes to mind lately that I wouldn't really consider to be underrated necessarily, um, but just one that I think a lot of people. Um, in like our sphere may not really listen to um is rory gallagher um he was an irish guitarist really really cool blues blues rock guy hell of a guitar player um and i think because and i've said this before like i think a lot of a lot of what we like comes from the blues and it just made its way down so i think rock or grunge grunge rock fans uh i think they, they got this like this bone that they don't use or this muscle that they don't use that likes the blues and rory gallagher is a really really cool one he's really revered uh in blues sectors but i would guess that a lot of people listening might not know who he is so i'm gonna pick him um yeah that'll, that'll be my answer and there's a lot of recency bias around this just last night i was texting one of my friends and, and we were talking about rory gallagher and uh that was the uh, the reason for that. So somebody that I'm positive I haven't mentioned on this podcast before. So freshen up a little bit. What about you? So you got anything in the hopper here? Yeah, I think it's like funny because like, yeah, I'm wondering like if it's underrated, like, um, I don't know. I've, I listen to it a ton. Is it still underrated in the public eye? I'm not sometimes. It's, I'm not it's hard to be sure. objective about these questions. Yeah. Like, I really don't know if the front bottoms, like, how big they are and, like, how mainstream maybe they are. Because they still only have, they're still not, like, as big on certain platforms. But right. I'm going to go with a Neutral Milk Hotel. Is, okay, yeah, yeah. 
And I think, um, yeah, I probably shared some music with you, but they're in the same vein as Modest Mouse, Built to Spill, Front Bottoms. And um, they have, they actually just released another album. And it's been a long time since they released one. And like, and they barely toured. And it was like, uh, it's a pretty big deal. And like, they only have like two or three. So they're, that first album is just incredible. Um, and an airplane over the sky. And, um, yeah, they're really, they're really, really solid. Fun to fun to listen to. Um, just challenge, good lyrics. You know, fun, challenging lyrics. So, yeah, that's what I would go with. That's really cool, and that's such a hard question to answer because you it know, is, like, you, yeah. you saying that. I'm like, oh shit, like I should have mentioned this, but you know, there's no. We we get to everybody in due time, and and that's what we're gonna do. Um, and that's that's, that's a- what we do with this podcast. And um, we got a question related to this podcast, and the question was. Will you ever do an episode about one specific person? And then the, the follow-up was, if you do, the first episode should be about Stone Gossard. Um, and that's a really cool idea that I haven't hadn't thought of in yeah, a while. I, guess we, I mean, we've done we've it. Kind, with, we've kind of done that. Yeah, with like but, um, anniversaries and stuff. But Absolutely. But that's that's a really, really good idea. Um, I would look forward to talking that is about a good some of one. these individuals. Because that that's the cool thing. And we talked about it a lot in episode 100 um, with our top 100 songs. Um so many of these people were in had their hands in so many of these different areas and so many of these different bands um, that there's so much overlap and it's cool to kind of follow one person's lineage throughout their career making music and just you see how many different bands and, and yeah. people that they rubbed elbows with along the way. Um, that would be a really cool episode to do and I, I think we should totally do that. And Stone Stone's got to be up there. I mean he's 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 one of the. He's one of the riff lords of the era for sure. I mean, if Jerry's like, if Jerry's the riff king, like um, Stone's definitely like a like a like the prince or like the I don't know what other medieval term like a count or like the yeah. the lord. You know, I don't know. Lord, yeah. Like that. The lord, that, yeah. That um. The viceroy. <laughs> dang, what was I about to say? Oh shoot, you got me off off track by saying. <laughs> Oh. With all of these, all these medieval terms. It was, dude. It reminds me. It reminds me of like elementary or middle school when you had to do a paper on a certain person. And yeah, you like, like a to president go, or like something. A Sto- Stonewall Jackson and like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, a president. Seriously. Like, and that's what we're gonna do for Stone. Like, yeah, Stone. Like his 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 parents called him Stone because of this. Like, yeah, which would be mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. Who would be the first person you'd want to do it on? Oh man, um, I I think I think Matt Cameron would be really really cool to do. Stone, obviously, um, those are the first two that would come to mind. What about you? Yeah, I feel like I feel like it would be really cool to do like a Mark Arm or like yeah. a Buzz Osborne and some of the, maybe the tertiary guys who mm-hmm. uh, like played around or Je- Jeff Amen would be really cool too. Yeah, um, and and we're recording this on his 60th birthday, March 10th. So oh. shout out to Jeff! Happy, <laughs> happy 60th, birthday, Jeff! Happy 60th birthday! I know you're listening. I know you're out there listening. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is for Jeff Amon. Uh, so there we go. Yep, and if you comment, um, we'll buy. I'll buy you a cup of coffee or something. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff, buy, buy a new skateboard. Um, another question here, very important here. Um, I hope you're ready to think and give a nuanced answer. What Let's hope is the same. What is the grungiest pet? Oh yes, I saw that. The grungiest pet, dude, probably got to be like porcupine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you that. Get, if you get a porcupine, dude, you can't like That's pet. You can't pet it. Like, yeah, probably could put a flannel on it. Pretty good. Like, what is um? 
What was that animal in the big lebowski? Was it a marmot? Marmot. It's a nice yeah, marmot. That's that's kind of that's kind of grungy. Like you can't <laughs> nice marmot. You, you can't you can't keep a, an amphibious rodent for uh, domestic purposes. But um, who's who's to? I mean, that's that's what grunge is about. It's about going against authority, um, and it's about you know sticking it to the man. Which leads me to another question. Somebody wanted to know our thoughts on tax evasion. I I, I saw that. Um. <laughs> Well, um, I know this is going out to the public world, so I don't want the IRS to listen in on us. Yeah. But uh, I report, I report, I believe in reporting everything and contributing I, above boards. I, I, I love it. Uh, I love the the meme that's like IRS, like here we have taxes. I like, guess how much money you owe? I don't know, two hundred. Sorry, jail. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no, man. sorry, jail for you. It's like guess, yeah, you owe me money. Guess how much. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i i just love that there was somebody out there who was like we need to know where grunge bible stands on tax evasion yeah i don't think we've i don't think we can nor have we ever explicitly endorsed uh the commission of misdemeanors and or felonies and uh i don't think now would be a good, a good time to start yeah we'll just be it's gotta be silent on the issue now um exactly if, if you were in a band chris and you could form you know pick the members around you anybody who would it be and why would why would the personalities not go well together (laughs) (laughs) well i think the personalities would not go well together because i would be there and i just i i have i have low confidence in my ability to get along with a lot of these people um especially if they had prior knowledge of because i'm still under the impression and i've said this many times i'm under the impression that if any of these um, prominent musicians that we spend a lot of time talking about, if they knew Grunge Bible and they knew us, I still think they would fucking hate us. I don't know why. I just I just think that they would. Like, I just have this, like, kind of, like, traumatic, like, dream or speculation. It's like, if I ever met Jerry Cantrell, I'm like, hey, Mr. Cantrell, I do this Grunge Bible thing. He's like, fuck off, kid. And that would be the end of it. And then I would never have the courage to post anything on Grunge Bible again. So um, I would definitely be the reason why that happened. Um, if we're talking the grunge scene, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's really difficult because a lot of these people, um, I, would, I would love to be in, in a band with Buzz Osborne just so he would promptly kick me out of the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's good. Actually, Chris, question. If Jerry Cantrell messaged us and said guys you know I, I really appreciate everything you've done but like you guys need to stop would you stop if jerry, <laughs> if jerry's like you know like guys you're doing a really you've been doing great but like you I guys think are trying this, really hard I, like... I think i think it needs to be done and he told us <laughs> to stop oh man well i would say that would be really i think i would i would like after a week went by and like the like the the color of my face returned from beet red embarrassment um i would probably have to agree with his uh you know i would i would probably have to to oblige but not before i sh- i would share that message with with the page and just let them know what was going on and you know they would do with that what they wanted to and maybe there would be a public campaign i don't know or maybe like finally, like we've been trying to tell you guys, and like it took Jerry Cantrell to get you to stop this shit. Um, yeah, I, w- I would have. W- would you have to stop? Would you stop, dude? It would be, I mean, it would be one of those things where you'd be like, I I would have to sit on it and be like, why does you know 
What did we do? Like, especially well, I like, hope there I'm, would be I'm, a dialogue. I'm assuming, no, I, I'm 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 picturing him like being really short, like one sentence, be like, guys, like, you know, like thank this you for is, everything This isn't open done, for but, discussion. But please stop, and that's it. And then we had to decide, like, do we ask why? Do we want to get into that? Or <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, also we would have to we would have to decipher what it was that he wanted us to stop. Was yeah. it just like posting Alice in Chains? Was it posting him? Or was it just everything? <laughs> and he uh, was coming would, to us on behalf yeah, that, of you know now, as a that spokesperson. Would suck. That would suck if he came. He's like, "Hey, can you guys not post like me?" That yeah. would, that would be that would hurt. Yeah, I always wonder. You and you it, hear these you hear these anecdotes of people um, meeting public figures whose work they really admire, and for one reason or another, their interaction goes really poorly. I mean, it could have been that like the this random person was rude, and like the the person told them like go fuck off or if the person was just genuinely not nice i always wonder how that changes somebody's relationship with that art that they admired like if like uh, i met like my favorite artist in the world and like they were really mean to me or or it was a really bad experience i think i couldn't help but like make a conscious effort to avoid their their work for a little bit just if nothing else out of embarrassment that i that i fumbled the situation you know Mm mm-hmm well, yeah, I think it's just like when you, if somebody does something in maybe the public eye and you have a reaction to it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the question though, if, if I had to form a band. Yeah. I got it. I think that I got a good one. So my, I would, I definitely, I think, I mean, I would be playing the drums. So right. around me, I would put Pat Smear. Pat Smear is definitely in my band. Just an incredible. I like that. I like Pat, that a lot. Pat Smear and Mike Watt has to be in there because he's in <laughs> Mike everything. Mike Watt is in everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's in everything. He can go. I'm going to have Delicate Steve playing guitar for me because <laughs> he'll just do what he's told. Exactly. And, then, and I think Petey is going to be my front man, dude. And Fuck we're yeah. Gonna, and we're going to have quite the fucking band. I mean, dude, that that sounds I almost, fun. I know. I almost put Isaac Brock in there, but he may be a little moody, so I went with Petey. <laughs> yeah, Petey, Petey would be the man for the job, undoubtedly. Um, oh, Matt, being a being in a band with Pat Smear just sounds so much fun. Pat Smear just seems like a great person. Yeah, yeah. He's always. I don't think, just, I don't, I don't think anybody in the world history has like, had a bad thing to say about Pat Smear. Every time he's on stage and the guys are playing, I feel like they're like, "We're gonna play one more," and they look over at Pat. Pat's like, "Like, sure, like let's like, let's keep going." You know, every it's like, time All right. it's like. Like yeah, let's just let's go. He just like he's along for the ride in the best way. Yeah, I want to do an I mean, episode about Pat Smear. The first, the first individual episode. Um, that's actually we, that's cool. That that'd be cool. Yeah, and then Mike I Watt, think, <laughs> <laughs> then Perry Farrell, then Dave oh my Navarro. Gosh. Yeah, we'll, oh my we'll gosh, get it. Dude, we're you, getting you, into you, it. You wanted it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> You Keep it out of my face, it. for the love of God. Um, another question. So I, I, I would tomorrow. also like to thank a quick moment to thank everybody um, for their engagement and their thoughts and their sharing of our 100th episode, our top 100 list. It is far and away the most popular episode that we've ever done. And um, really, really thankful that everybody decided to engage with it and share their thoughts. But a one common refrain that we get, they want to know if we can put our top 100 songs playlist on Apple Music. I don't have an Apple Music account, nor am I willing to pay for one for this one purpose. So, do you, do you if, need to pay for it to make a playlist? I very briefly looked into it the other day, um, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. Maybe, I, maybe you can, um, but I don't know. I'm not an Apple Music guy. I know what we'll do. 
I know Drew. We're, Drew listens with Apple Music. Are are we going to deputize Drew to make this list? <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew says that Apple Music is better than Spotify, like sonically. <laughs> <laughs> All the rappers. Of course, he said that. <laughs> yeah, which is not. I mean, yeah, which is so it's funny. The same man who uh, got mad at us for recording in thirty-eight hertz, and we should we should have been in forty-one hertz or whatever. So uh, we'll we'll put that we'll put that job we'll tag that to the uh, the next podcast um, yeah engineer he'll have to do that um, That's I got amazing. a funny yeah so that that'll be that'll be Drew's job I, yeah. I did see that too um, th- this is funny a question from Alex Long <laughs> yeah uh, if Lane if Lane Staley was alive in the sixties do you think he would be ass. <laughs> How would, That's so funny. How would, how would his <laughs> birth how would his birth like impact his natural talent though? That's the thing. I don't I don't know. It's just is, I mean is, it's, is this the, is this like the point I mean where it's we, if he fits fits in the genre of like the sixties oh, like rock and roll. I don't know. Is this the point where like we do a clickbaity thing and we'll be like Lane Staley would suck? He was just a product of his generation, and then we <laughs> and then we and then we post that on TikTok and then we aggravate everybody because uh, that's what we're gonna do. Lane Staley, if he wasn't if he wasn't active in the nineties, he would have been a total hack. <laughs> would have been over. <laughs> Holy shit! Dude. What do you think? I I I could see Lane like getting down with some. Some of that, I don't some know. Of that. Yeah, I mean, you, you think, I mean, um, like, I feel like Eddie Vedder, I mean, if those guys, maybe if they had, maybe if they had a different influence coming up, they could be really good. Yeah. They could be the next, I don't know, Glenn Fry or something. <laughs> Everybody wants to be, <laughs> I want to be the next England Dan and, uh, and, and, uh, yeah. Who's the other guy? Um, uh, John Ford Co- Coley. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be, uh, dude, I, I'm telling you, if I could do anything, I would I would give it all up to be like a '70s yacht rock guy. The Doobie Brothers to be in the yeah, like, the Doobie to like, Brothers to be one of the brothers Doobie. <laughs> like, would be. I mean, yeah, there's a few brothers out there that yeah, are you like know. Se- Seals and Croft. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I that think, would be. I would my but my my now thinking about it, like those guys were talented, and yeah, you put them in a different vert in a different spot. It's so hard and, to even think about it. Well, they would still be super talented. They would just be obviously probably have a, maybe a little different personality, but they'd still mm-hmm. would, they still would they still got the pipes on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, can I go and re-answer my question of uh, if I could swap two singers? Yeah. Okay, I'm putting that's, that's I'm the put, first question. I'm yeah, we're 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 going all the way back. I'm gonna put Lane Staley with the Stone Temple Pilots, and I'm going to take. Richard Peterson from my second album and put him with Alice in Chains. That's awesome. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna unleash the big dick and uh, have him front Alice. Um, that's just the way that it's gonna go. I so, love it. Yeah. Dude, that makes makes sense. Yeah. Well, we're closing it on time. Are there any other questions um, that that we really really want to answer? There's one um, that they want to know: Is Weezer the best grunge band? I'm so insulted. That they would even ask that. It's like they haven't even paid attention to our page. They don't know us. They don't know this podcast. The answer is yes. Um, yeah. We Weezer's, love Weezer. Yeah. We 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 love Weezer. Um, I do love Weezer. Old Weezer is so good. You do love Weezer, yeah. Old Weezer. I mean, you know, they're, they're still going. So I like, I like Beverly them. Hills Weezer. Really? Yeah, okay. I like Beverly Hills Weezer. I was in like the... I was in the second or third grade when that song came out, 
and we would hear it all the time. And one kid in my class got made fun of because there's that line where it's like my automobile is a piece of crap and they weren't allowed to say crap. Like their parents didn't allow them to say the word crap. Um, So they would just like, they wouldn't say say it. No, they, it's a piece of fucking garbage. (laughs) That's better. As long as you didn't say crap, you're good. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So fantastic. um, Dude, it's so weird that I feel like in the last year, I'm been I've been surrounded by LA, like Los Angeles. I'm getting like I feel like I'm I'm getting berated with that. Like I feel like every movie I watch or TV show I watch is like takes place in LA. All these bands are out there. People live in like LA and they the Californication and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like California is like calling me, and I do not. I I, I you know I can't I can't do something like that. Like we went should, there, should, the Big Lebowski. Go? Yeah, should like. We go? Yeah, dude, I think we may need to go. Drew is out there. I'm just like getting all of this like California vibes and and like every everything seems to be about it. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. That is man. weird. Well, I was thinking last night for some reason, I, th- I think I saw something like we should, you and I, we should go to Seattle for, we should take a trip to Seattle. Um, Paul and can't read. <laughs> let's <laughs> like go. That would be cool. But I mean, man, let's. Uh, what well, that's the thing. We're going to get a huge podcast deal from somebody in LA and then we're going to move out there. It's obviously what's going to happen. It could happen <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it could happen tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down to go to Seattle. Why don't we want to live in Seattle? Yeah, man. Fuck it. We'll Will that make there. us grunge? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're going to bring grunge back. We got to move to Seattle. Can we bring grunge back? Yeah, we're going to bring it back. Uh, we're going to join we the legions of young bands that are bringing it back. I'm, I am I am so ready to stop hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I've Please, had enough. If you want us to respond to your... Uh, to your recommendation or music um, pr- uh, project, don't start with that. Yeah. Just be like, grunge is dead, but we try to bring it back anyways. Yeah, start with that. Be like, grunge is dead. We all know this. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it for questions. Yeah, I, I think we, we covered some good ground here uh, for sure. Um, and I didn't take the bait of the few Guns N' Roses questions that we had. Um, yeah. I stayed away. That was... We we stay away. I was we we did an episode on on Guns and Roses like a like a year ago. So go listen to that. Just search for the Guns and Roses in our podcast catalog to hear everything that we really think about Guns and Roses and yeah, Axel. It Rose. may su- it may surprise you. Yeah. So that's a nice little clickbaity thing. Like what you read may surprise you. <laughs> Ten facts. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the way. Well, if you're still with us, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for spending the last uh, last bit of time with us um as you could tell obviously this is um a little bit of a different bit of subject matter than if you've come aboard recently on the top 100 songs yield or uh purple album episodes um but you know this is just a something else that we do we like to answer questions and talk about it because at the end of the day uh we're fans of this music and we're just two people that are fans of music that like to talk about it with one another so um, much very similar to the conversations that you may be having uh, with your friends. That's what we're doing here. Um, thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Um, if we didn't get to your question this week, we'll try harder next time. 
uh, but or just ask a better question that we'll be more likely to answer uh, sooner mm-hmm. in the episode before we run out of time. That's the best remedy for that affliction. Um, if you'd like to support us, please just give us your money. Go to Patreon, sign up. It's really, really easy. It doesn't take long. Um, I think you can even Apple pay it. You just like show them your face and then they, they will take your money and give it to us, which is really all we're after in this thing. So go ahead. Links are in the show notes. Or if you want, you want some uh, merchandise that you really don't need, um, that you really might not even wear, but you want to support us, go ahead. Uh, that link is in the Please. show notes as well. And um, the cool thing about it being the anniversary of Grunge Bible, and or excuse me, the anniversary of the Grunge Bible podcast is that it's a cool talking point. But the bad thing is that all of the subscriptions that we have to pay to make this show happen, they all come due around the time that we started. So March is an expensive month for us. So lighten that load. We're making this for you. We're sure sure as hell not making this for us. So help us out. You bring bring up a great point. It is like, it's that time of year. We got to take care of business. Yep. All anyway, at once. A little Bachman Turner so, Overdrive reference there. Yeah. Um, Chris, we do have to give them a, a song to listen to for um, the rest of the week. Yeah. Do you have any songs of the week that you'd like to speak on? Uh, yeah, or- I do have a song of the week that I would like to speak on. This was one of the weeks where I, I've, I've written it out uh, previous to... Uh, this recording. So I would like to propose um, my song of the week this week as a recently released song. It's called Droopy Eyes, and it is off of Hello Mary's first ever Mm. full-length studio album uh, released very, very recently on March the 3rd. Um, Hello Mary are fantastic. They're a New York-based rock and roll trio Um, they've never once we've become friends with them over the last three years. And I think a big reason of that is they never once said the G word to us, um, because they know better than that. And they know that they're going to make their own footprints and they are well on their way to doing that. They're absolute gems, great people, fantastic music. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing them live. Uh, they're coming to Providence, uh, I think next month. Uh, it's like a mile from my house. I'm going to go and, and, and finally, in person meet them we've posted them a lot we've chatted with them a lot try to support them because uh, their music needs to be heard and i really like droopy eyes it was a song that had been previously unreleased it wasn't a single prior to the album release or anything like that so new sounds from a band that is not new because uh, they've been working hard for a long time but they'll be new to you maybe and you gotta listen to them because they're fucking awesome yeah we first met them three years ago yeah. and everything shut down wow yeah. yeah, three years ago, like this, probably like coming up like this month. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So they've grown yeah. a ton. They've grown. Everybody's grown a ton in yep. three years. You know, signed but, to a record, signed to a record label, making making albums, yeah. touring. Um, really, really cool. That's what it's all about. And uh, we're is. really happy that we. That's what got keeps to know us them. going for sure. Yeah, man. Is finding yeah. bands that we can actually, you know, see be successful and you know just. It is so well good. earned. Um. My song, so I recently got into um, a little more into this band um, than I kind of expected to, but I don't know. What what are your thoughts on the Gorillas? Chris? <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah, dude. I, I'm a big old, old Gorillas fan, obviously, but I feel like I didn't quite get them as much as... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I didn't get them, but recently I've been really getting into them. And so they released an album 
um, Cracker Island on the 24th of February. So very recently. And this album is like really, uh, really cool. And they have a song called Silent Running. Mm-hmm. And it is it is just so, so cool. They're really good at making sounds and music come together, like beats. And and um, it's, it's a really, really fun song. The whole album is really great. It has such a vibe to it. If you're if you're ever, you know, stuck in a trance, if you know what I'm saying, they're really fun to go to. Nice. So uh, Silent Running, great, great song by the Gorillaz. I'm, that album is pretty fun. Uh, really good listen. So That's great. I, I, I don't think I know anything by them by name other than Clint Eastwood and Feel Good Inc. So yeah. I'm going to check it out. Got to get back to the Gorillaz. I'll send you this one so you can. Uh, yeah. They're both on the playlist, so. Please feel free to go and listen and take our take our advice. Yeah, and then yeah, you give us take our, money our advice and, and give us your money. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's it's a two step process, um, and it's up to you which step you want to do first. So we leave that up to you. But that just about does it for another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Episode one hundred three is in the books. Uh, join us back next week, will you? Uh, it's going to be episode one hundred four, the two year anniversary of the Grunge Bible Podcast. So. We're really excited about that. I can't wait to see, Ethan, what what ways we decide to commemorate that. Um, we're going to rank all 103 previous Grunge Bible podcast episodes. What <laughs> <I> could? That one would have the lowest audience retention rate out of any podcast that we've done. <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to rank 200 or 100 things, it's going to take two hours. So Yeah. Could you imagine trying to Here's make one remarks? that I really liked, episode 77. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this one was a lot of fun to record back in the day. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember half of the ones that we've done. It's only a matter of time before we remake a topic episode that we've forgotten that we already did. Um, There's nothing wrong with that, you know? No, exactly. Well, I mentioned a couple I mean, weeks ago. Because um, sometimes you got to revisit, like, yeah, yeah. you got to revisit some stuff. People change. People's opinions change. Yeah, dude. And you remember a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that car enthusiast guy, Doug Demuro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so this guy, this what's, guy's- Wait, old, what's, what's the test that he does? <laughs> quirks and features. Yeah. <laughs> so quirks this man, features. this man, like each week he reviews a couple cars and he, you know, he takes, he, he takes a look at, look at their quirks and features and then he gets it out on the road and sees how it drives and he gives it a Doug score. Um, he just reviewed a car that he's already reviewed twice before, like the literal same exact physical car, not just the same model, the same <laughs> car. And you know what? He's, it's still got like a million views. Yeah. You know he's what? Thorough. So like if Doug DeMuro can do it, we can, we can talk about super unknown again. We can talk about 10 we can revisit these things. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Hell yeah. Maybe. Wow, I can't believe we're still here talking, Chris. I know, we did fuck. it again. You want to get out of here? Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready to get out of here. So thank you. Have a great week. Really enjoy being alive. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Yeah, and uh, do something positive uh, for somebody else uh, each day. Try to do that. Like, ask yourself the end of each day like what what did i do that was positive for somebody else how did i add value um that's what we're gonna try to do and i hope you join us and and if you um want to do something else listen to i was gonna say listen to somebody that you normally wouldn't listen to i was gonna say if you don't want to do something nice to somebody in person just listen to somebody's music (laughs) (laughs) yeah fucking kind if you if 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 this week really isn't your week for physical uh you know like interactions and Acts yeah, of just service. Listen, yeah just listen to somebody's music <laughs> yeah that's good enough you can always try again the next day and if you don't want to do it the next day just 
Do it the day after that. I don't know what to tell you. All right. All right. See you guys. See you later.